The holiday season is coming, and it's easy to forget about taking care of your team and or family. Try Vantigo for team outings, holiday gifts, or birthday surprises. Check out our classic VW bus tours in San Francisco, and now our wine tours in some of the 280 wineries in Paso Robles. Paso Robles, right, Paso guys? Paso Robles. With our newly restored 1951 Ford bus. Paso Use- Robles. There we go. There we go. Use code DWA25 to get 25% off. That's VantigoSF.com. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh, God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, I screwed up. (laughs) That's fine. That's totally fine, man. That's cool. So this is the Thursday edition of the podcast. Welcome to Driving While Awesome Automotive Podcast. My name's Warren. My name's Brian. I'm Art. And I'm Lane. Lane, like you said, this is a Thursday edition. Um, how, how are you guys doing? Hanging in there. Yeah? Try to find the Patreon questions. I feel I mean, like sorry, not uh, Patreon, but regular. if you were a poster, you'd be a cat hanging on to like a something. Yeah, I had a 15-minute nap before you guys got here. Oh, speaking of cats. Someone called cat that a nap. cat nap. Unintentional. <laughs> oh, Unintentional. Wait, you passed yeah. out? Yeah. Were you drunk? So drunk, dude. Dude. You just finished telling us a story about how you forgot a movie that you watched like 30 minutes prior. Yes. Do you have now you're passing out on... Uh, maybe, you were, maybe you're narcoleptic. I think I have a tumor. Oh, oh shit. It's not a tumor. It's I not would, a tumor. I wouldn't joke around about that. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Is it like... Are you superstitious? Well, no. Yeah, he's saying. like, yeah, he's kind it's of... probably in his lungs, not in his brain. Uh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. He doesn't have that gene that blocks it out or whatever. Yeah. I don't think I coughed once on the plane ride home. Golf clap. Oh, there you go. How hard were you holding it in, though? Never had to. So maybe it's a dude. Is that the worst or what? Trying to hold in a cough. Wait. Oh, it's so oh, bad. It's so, it makes you want to cough a hundred times worse. So much worse. It's like just give me some water, and it's like maybe I have some, maybe I don't. Uh, That's like my favorite thing. For those who haven't watched our Coastal Range Rally video, which or movie, which <laughs> is a really great movie, the very, very, very last instance of the entire damn thing was Lane trying to hold his cough. <laughs> that was the most miserable like t- one minute of my life ever trying to hold yeah. that thing back. <laughs> Because what came out was rough. And I couldn't even concentrate on what was being said. Like, I was just going crazy. You almost (laughs) fell over. Yes. (laughs) Going crazy. By the way, not enough people have watched that video. Oh, really? Yeah. We need to publicize it. Or maybe have another showing. We recommend if you are a highway patrol officer that you do not watch it. That's true. And by the way, why are you listening to this podcast? (laughs) How dare you? Um, Art had a theory about your coughing in a plane that may have to do with science. What's that? The pressure, he says. Yeah. Is there a pressure thing? So that's why I didn't cough? Yeah. I don't know, man. Mm. Yeah, but the pressure is equalized in the plane. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's something about... uh, It could be the moist... They could be moistening the air. uh, Well, no. Isn't it the opposite? Like the air is drier in the airplane. Moistening the air. (laughs) 
Don't That's the worst that? plane of all time. It's called humidity. <laughs> yeah, Humidifying. all the window humidification. All the, all the windows are fogged uh, up. <laughs> I haven't been coughing much lately, just so you guys know. But it's not winter yet, so winter cough's coming in vogue. <laughs> My mind went to like one of those like really rainy days when like you're like on a on public transportation, standing up. It's everybody's it's called, wet. It's called humidity. And you're it, yeah, and like can you uh, imagine a plane like that? That'd be horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. That's my nightmare. Horrible. Horrible. Because you can't get, escape it. Yeah, is it You're terrible? Terrible. 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 That's terrible. Terrible basketball. They're terrible. You guys want to answer some questions? Let's do this. Yeah. A bar 63 says, what new Radwood locations are you looking at in 2019? Do you well, want to divulge that yet? A lot of different places. Yeah. Texas. Yeah. Pacific yeah. Northwest. Pacific Northwest. Well, Austin specifically. Detroit. Yeah. D-Town. Uh, Detroit. A lot of people are going to be happy to hear that. Yeah. Across, Detroit, Michigan. Across some ponds, perhaps. Yeah, across maybe, ponds, maybe yeah. England. Maybe UK. Yeah, maybe Japan. Speaking maybe of Hop on. Speaking we get a voice. Speaking of voice. Japan. Uh, f- more... Basically, all the places um, that are in Street Fighter 2. Exactly, yeah. So Oh, that's a good... <laughs> USSR! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What if you did? You could have a whole oh, intro video where you're selecting. One, is it my, Blanca in Brazil or something? It's Brazil. Yes. It's Brazil. And my favorite one, though, out of all of them was China, in which now, in retrospect, sounds, oh, exactly yeah, like, sounds Trump. like Trump. Yeah. Sounds like Trump. It was yeah. China. China. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, expect a more detailed calendar at some point in the future. Yeah. yeah. Keep an eye on the social medias. The medias and socials. E36M3V8 says, thanks to Turo. I recently rented a Jaguar F-Type for a weekend trip to SoCal. Surprisingly, I enjoyed its active exhaust system. What's DWA's opinion on active exhaust systems? Mm. What is... They don't have it piped through the cabin or anything. By active, he means that... like There's like a... Like a over louder. 3,000, it kind of gets loud, and it has a and it has an on-off, kind of loud mm-hmm. and quiet mode. I think and, I, I like the cutout option. Yeah. Well, I like being so the Aston to... Martin that we were driving, is that active? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Essentially, the new sport mode sport nine nine ones have a button. Also have it. Right? They have a button. But they have a button. Yeah. So any of that sport mode stuff mm-hmm. where it changes. It's a I think it's cool, dude. The, the, but the, I don't. We're not talking about piping and fake shit into the cabin. Especially like That's BMWs, different. like through the stereo no. the speakers. Yeah, absolutely worse. That's awful. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I think it, especially if you have control and like you're trying to cruise into your neighborhood. Yeah, you that's what I was gonna say. Dude, morning. I think it's I think it's rad. It's it gives cool. your car this like dual personality. It's great. Yeah, it's I th- was cool. he was he specifically calling out the F type because uh, Lane hates it? Or well, I hate the way it sounds. No, I, no, just because he drove that. I feel like I'd like it inside the cabin. I really hate the way they sound driving away. Outside, you know, they when, sound too artificial. I've never, or... It's just like crackling and bopping. It's just a burning a bunch of. <laughs> fuel in a weird way that's not natural yeah they sound very like it's like clapping your hands together really fast so is what off the car throttle. sounds like off throttle it's on throttle too really? it has a very like distinct like ta 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 uh, yeah this unnatural burning of fuel is just a thing that lane has always hated mm, it's like fake <laughs> just wants a so it's kind of fake it's the way those well burning. i mean off throttle thing is like Porsches and stuff in their sport mode, but not race mode will do that because it drops fuel in to do that, to sim- to give it that sound. Mm, and it's not like, it's not utilizing, you know, it, it's not, what is it? Using the fuel to the, it's all it's just, just for sound. It's yeah. just fluff. Yeah. Um, 
you guys remember like the hot rodders back in the day or the cruisers would do they'd put the spark plug in the yeah. tailpipe and they would you know you i don't know how you of do course. it you flood it up and then like you know flames yeah uh -huh. do the flames i wonder if manufacturers would ever do that I don't no, that's, going, so. that's going a little far. Probably safety thing, yeah. I don't know. It is kind of cool though, popping flames. <laughs> it is very yeah. cool. There's a car show called Weckfest you might enjoy. <laughs> Ooh, I think I would like that. Do the tires rub on the fenders? Computinator says, has car color ever been a defining characteristic in a purchase for you? Why? I'm buying an E39 M5 in the most boring color, silver. Well, we know Art's answer to this. I think... I mean, you buy a lot of cars because they look cool and you like the way they look. So color has a huge role in I'm, how I'm a car more, looks. I'm more the opposite where I wouldn't buy a car because of certain colors. But I have a broader like of colors, but there's a few colors specifically that I'm like, gotcha. I'm out. Yellow, yeah. you mean? No. That you're out. Mean? Like you hate Boston Green. Yep. Like I would never buy a Boston Green uh -huh. BMW. Or the deep reds. Yeah. I had a Boston Green BMW. Like, like for example, that on tan. Mm -hmm. Ugh, the worst of the worst. Nothing wrong with that. Green on tan is a beautiful combo. I mean, if you're Not gonna do those green, green, you're gonna do green on, on tan. That's the worst green on tan. It's like worse than Toyota green on tan. I like Boston Green, so uh, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I see what you mean. You you have a broader sort of acceptance of m most colors on cars, and then there's a few that are just like total yeah. deterrents. But if there's yeah. an example of like a I don't know, 2002, but it's in a really unique color. Even if it's something I've never really wanted, but it's rare and, and really cool. Like that, your 2002 is a great color. The mint the green. green one. Um, I think that could sway me more, be more excited about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah and the definitely. Porsche world is yeah. it's huge, right? It's Everything definitely something you think about uh, in terms of resale value. Like, yeah. is this car going to be hard to sell or is it going to be kind of a collector and, you know, easy to sell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I definitely, as you said, <laughs> I seek out cars specifically for uh, the colors, I think, because as Lane said, it contributes a lot to the aesthetic of the car. Like, And I mean, there are certain colors that make certain lines pop, some that hide them, uh, which may be a good thing in certain cases. You know, you want maybe a darker color to hide something or a white that will hide, won't accentuate certain lines on a bumper or some shit like that. But for sure. Yeah. <coughs> I was going to say, um, like uh, the first gen Caymans, I think the, the scoops on the side are very poorly designed. I think they're just ugly. And um, if you get a black car, it kind of all blends in and you don't see that as much. And so it kind of plays a factor in that type of decision for me. Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. E36M3 V8 also asks, what's the best road trip you've ever been on, excluding the Coastal Range Rally? Dude, it's hard. So it this is, hard. is not specific to an actual like, like, like ex I'm not thinking of exciting driving. I'm just thinking straight road yeah, trip. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was, I mentioned it on that Turo interview was when I was in high school and I went to go visit uh, college campuses and I got to take my mom's Suburban by myself. Right. And I drove all the way down the California coast and picked up like hot exchange chick, like <laughs> Italian exchange students in Santa Barbara and then went to LA and San Diego by myself and partied it up with them and had like an awesome time on the beach and ended up hooking up with one. I've but it was like the time of my life. Goes, it's all TMI and details. Details. So yeah, dude. It was epic because it was total freedom. And what did you, how did you 
at what does that mean like hooking up with her <laughs> <laughs> so it was like total freedom and like got to hang out with like these hot chicks and like have and show them cool places that i had been to it was just like a super rad in your pants <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> and we, oh, oh, and by man. the way, we shared one king size bed uh, at a oh, at a Comfort Inn in San Diego. You're making us uncomfortable. Just think of the families <laughs> that are listening to this art. Think of the families before. that listen to this over dinner, right? Yeah. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. I we don't want to hear about your spaghetti and meatballs. I think it is like you said. It it's kind of those road trips, like when you're in high school and college, or dude, Lane, like you and I fun. went on super fun. I was ones. gonna say like, like count like five of them. Probably. Brian and I went on this one. Well, we went on one to Lake Twain Heart that was really fun <laughs> and a lot of these trips like the fun, most yeah. fun trips they have to have some complication involved in the trip to and that makes it even more fun like, and some element of experimenting with the limits of alcohol too like yes. you're a kid you're younger and yeah. you don't really know how to party quite mm -hmm. yet and that's fun <laughs> so ensues. said trip we were in a Volvo 240 Brian and I and two girls and uh, the car broke down like whatever halfway there and super hot sun on the on yeah. freeway. We're Brian and I over. get out. We're pretending like we know what we're looking at. <laughs> and then we get back in. We start it up. And we're like, ah, it starts. <laughs> like we literally just stared at the motor. Yeah. And we're like, we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. Everything looks fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we, we checked the oil or something. And we went on another one in my brother's Saab 900. And one of those uh, Ford Explorers had the Firestones like go out in front of us. We went over the tire, hit it, and it knocked our exhaust. It broke the exhaust on the 900. And we had to, like, get some, like, coat hangers and stuff and tie the exhaust up. It was dragging frontwards on the pavement. So it was, like, leaning oh, the wrong man. way in the middle. Mm -hmm. And uh, down, like, in Beverly Hills. And we're... And, yeah, it was bad, dude. And, it, and it's just so classic, too, because it's like, oh, we're driving down to L.A. to go to the House of Blues to see face-to-face, yeah. -face, and it's like you and I and Prosseth and yep. freaking and Evan. Evan and <laughs> yeah, we so... stopped at UCSB to pick up Evan yeah, down yep. in Santa Barbara. I mean, there's a bunch of those... Uh, those trips are always mm -hmm. i think there's a couple more that with brian too that i can yeah we did one with Misha. I, I think we've actually talked about all this yeah oh our trip Misha, to uh and we go pick up a roll cage on the way home oh we were that sleeping was really in the fun. volvo in montecito yeah, in montecito and the, yeah. yeah and then we had the one in uh, montreal to go to the f1 oh, races that was a good one yeah that was a great road trip because we drove all the way from new york up to montreal to see the races and yeah. that was a really fun trip so. I had some fun ones like going down to Mexico several times and then, uh, you know, just coastal trips and the old van again that we would be doing. Uh, we were doing uh, lay sales at I did colleges one, yeah. around. I did that one on yeah. the coast. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we have like a whole van again. We had a bed in the back of the van again. Yeah. Too? Take some naps as yeah. we're driving through Big Sur. <laughs> I, I did a. I, yeah. It's a weird we sold, rocket. We sold um, flowers at high school graduations. Yeah. We were, we were, that was a lucrative. I remember yeah, we had that discussion on our road trip on the way down yeah. to our movie premiere in the MCOOP. It basically oh, makes yeah, yeah. me not want to hire kids like kids to work at Radwoods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I did a, a recent road trip where we just rented an RV and drove down to San Diego to have like oh, a yeah. last party down at the house that we lived in. Mm -hmm. That was super fun. Like, I think I had a beer at, with you at the start before you started. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. Over at the, at the river mouth. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Like basically rent rv go anywhere with friends like that's it's just so an awesome rad. Trip. i know warren you had that one yeah. you went out to like utah or something yeah we did uh well we did death valley for a friend's bachelor party and same thing like six you know and that's when you knocked the mirror off no Didn't you knock the mirror? yeah that was in idaho that oh, was okay another story 
but uh, RVs is so rad because it's not obviously fun roads don't mean shit, right? But right. it's just the fact you have a party house yeah. on wheels and you can play cards while you're driving down the highway. Oh, totally. Everyone was yeah. You're basically partying and the yeah. person driving is pumped. We had another one where we went to Brian's old uh, near his hometown. It was like his friend from when he was like in second grade that he never <laughs> sees. That was kind of an epic one. And we one. went to this college. We went to his we'll, fireman we'll go- party. Yeah. And we had no idea where we were going. Well, we were going on our way up to, to Halloween at Chico, which yeah. is crazy. And yeah, we stopped in Vacaville. No, we stopped in Redding. Redding. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We partied it up Random, there. Yeah. My buddy from like second grade. Yep. Hadn't seen him in freaking 10 years. And that's a long time when you're in high school. Yeah. And uh, just totally random out of the blue. We we're rolling like seven deep or something. And yeah. they were, it was like the most awesome party. Yeah. Everyone and it was, was a weird road trip too. Because this is back. This is before cell phones and stuff like that. We had maps and our driver, this guy Frankie. Uh, oh, He so basically weird. was just like driving by... No, I think we go this way. And you just do it. And we ended up getting where we needed to go. That's the best. Dude, so weird. It's like you just roll up and there's all of a sudden a house with a ton of cars and it's loud and lights yeah. are everywhere. Yeah. And it's, it's like, oh, I guess we're here. But yeah, no one had cell phones to be able to check it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I almost bought a 510 on that trip. Oh, too. I remember that. Yeah. That sick blue one that was mm-hmm. probably a total pile of trash. It was like 2200 bucks or something like that. Yeah. Probably valuable pile of trash now. Mm-hmm. It yeah, it be. was yeah, a two-door. Absolutely. It yeah. was two-door, and it had, like, some cool wide 14-inch alloys. Mm-hmm. It's pretty Big cool old meaty tires. Oh, well, you it would have burned to the ground by now or something. So <clears throat> Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> Axel Jor is a compact electric pickup truck with a 100-mile range, a pipe dream that only I have. No, that sounds glorious. That sounds amazing. Like but... Basically, you could do a rabbit pickup. Electric? That's yeah, too e- small. E-Golf with the little thing on the back. E-Golf. With the little Modific- Modificata. Mm-hmm. Modificata. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they call it. Yeah. Sawzall, just the, the the roof in the back section. Modification. Well, mm-hmm. it's German, right? So it'd be Modificaten. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I want to apologize to the listeners. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, then, actually. And when you ask me to do Arnold, I can't do Arnold. He becomes an old man. Get down. <laughs> Get out of the chopper. Who told you you can eat all my cookies? I think I, I saw a line. It was, <laughs> do you want a peanut? Or what was it? <laughs> no, that's only the giant. I want a peanut. That's only the giant. Come on, guys. So that's true. bad. <laughs> all of you. Careful with the questions you ask us, guys. Uh, Bobby Reed. I have a 24-hour lemons team racing on the West Coast with my 85 Toyota Celica GTS. My wife wants to start an all-female team racing our five-speed 1992 Mitsubishi Mighty Max. The theme she wants for the truck is inspired by a local hamburger chain called Dicks. The team would be called Chicks with Dicks. (laughs) (laughs) They would provide burgers to the judges. What modifications would you recommend for the Mighty Max? I know they race them in Coors Light Series, so the idea isn't completely ridiculous. Amazing idea, by the way. What? What would you suggest to make a Mighty Max into a race car? I feel like Warren somehow was the last person to ask. I, I know. Like, He's like, why would you ever? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly my expression right now. I was like, why? What kind of waste of money? Um, okay. It's got terrible suspension. Terrible brakes. Um, mine doesn't have power steering, so that's fine, I guess. Uh, so you'd have to lower it on some decent suspension. 
Is this all part of the rules? You can mean, you do that? Decent suspension. Yeah, you can do. No, you can. You can you gotta, do all that. You flip the shackles yeah. on the leaf spring. Yeah. Get so, the one ton yeah. leafs for stiffer handling. Well, isn't it's it too stiff? Isn't it's that pretty main? stiff? Yeah. So you probably it's, don't well, it's not too stiff for lemons racing. That's what you want. Throw some meats on. NASCAR meats. tires. Yeah. Tires and brakes are the big thing. Brakes for sure. Brakes. I, can't I think imagine. you're just gonna Your have to go without those. Well, drums in the back, right? I imagine yeah. they, I wouldn't be surprised if they share the front brakes with like a Stereon or something, and then probably you, you could just yeah, get Mirage like good, or something. Get or, good pads. Mm, that just, would be that's everything. If you can do that single modification, yeah, that would be crucial. So yeah, brakes first. Other I mean, that, it's kind of standard car upgrades, yeah. right? Stuff you want to do to any of those cars, but you need to you need a lower fat it. front sway bar. It sucks to start with such a crappy platform. That's what I'm though. saying. Is so far to go to make the eight it ball hundred percent. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good call, dude. It's probably like once you're moving at speed, there's no weight back there. So I imagine it's very uh, like oversteery. So probably a, a big front sway bar is a good idea, especially and, or and, bolt some weight down and solid okay. rear axle on leaf spring. So the rear you don't want to fuck with. And then put a couple. Bags so, of concrete. Like, in the keep rear the rear soft. You're saying, huh? Yeah, keep it as is. Yeah. Good, just good sticky rubber all Stiffen around. Stiffen up the front. Yeah, but you so want some weight back there. Something keep yeah. the bottom down. You can. I'm sure you could weld some shit like a like a dick or something, right? Yeah, bronze <laughs> <A> big <laughs> cock. A well or a lead cock in the back. <laughs> that is the DWA recommendation. That's what we're going on. The lead cocks. Lead, lead cocks, cocks in the back uh, for so better traction. Good luck to the chicks with dicks, and uh, we'll be watching your progress. This is already historically the the most lewd show we've. Come out with hmm. we a long, wow. way, long way oh, to go oh geez <laughs> <laughs> lars brunkhorst says due to spooky spooky witchcraft you all walk outside after the podcast and your engines have been switched <laughs> i like this question. whose Ooh. engines are now and what and uh, what's the worst combo you can make whoa that's pretty it's pretty, okay so which cars do we yeah which cars them? do we start with we have to go one car from each of us goosebumps call they want their questions back <laughs> what uh, the, oh, SEC throw, I, I was uh, thinking mighty max engine in the sec that's horrible dude. No, but my, is he saying whose cars are here because i mean that's not quite as oh right now then well we can just no, do sec project cars yeah yeah all so cars. i'll claim mighty max and sec sec 944 mighty max you want to go with the bmw well, I'm just saying that's that's the combo that. Okay, so you'll have Mighty Max, and then you'll I'm have going Skylark. Skylark. Okay. That shitty V6 and anything. V6, the Skylark in the 944. Oh my god, you did what? <laughs> Wait. You put the V6 from the Buick in the. So portion? what am I getting? It's like. <laughs> well, yeah, is it a straight swap, or do you have, to, or you can get. Dude, something. I need. I want your Mercedes motor, man. Yeah, anything's anything's an improvement except for the freaking Mighty Max. No, that's good too. (laughs) Mighty Max gets the 944 motor, though. Dude, I should put the 30 motor in the Skylark. (laughs) You should totally do that. Mm. That definitely is an improvement. Yeah, anything. When and the SEC gets the Mighty Max motor, yeah, so bad, dude. Imagine (laughs) open the hood. Imagine it'd be all the way in the back. Little, it's like the size of a battery in the back. It is so small. That motor is. What's the horsepower on that? Yep. Yep. Like eighty. Oh sure. I just want to see the extended uh the fan spacer to get the fan out yes. to the radiator. To the radiator, yeah. yeah it's gonna it's be like pool cue. Yeah. It's like um <laughs> like on the Citroen DSs, right? That like uh, shaft that powers the uh um, worst what is it? The hell the hydraulic shaft. system, yeah. Yeah. Hell shaft. <laughs> Gotta have some name for it. Dude, the nine forty four uh, motor in the uh, Mighty Max would be dope. Hell yeah, I'd take that. 
Racing Ali says, is it possible to have a race car livery that ruins an awesome race car or does ugly livery make a race car even cooler? Hmm. Yeah, there's some... You can definitely have I, ugly... can't, I can't think of any right now, but there's some bad liveries, right? Mm-hmm. Like some... I can't think of checkerboard pattern or something with flames, checkerboard flames, and flames yeah. together. I think I just think any NASCAR. Yeah, it's a lot of bad ones. A lot of good think? ones, though, mainly too. because it's a lot of bad ones. Well, because it's sponsor based, so they can't. They don't have much. Livery. They don't have a lot of livery. Yeah, There's livery. A, yeah. Well, well, do you guys remember this? It's a okay livery because it's all red, but it just has Dianetics all over it. Do you guys remember the Indy car from the '80s? And it was a, it was actually a Dianetics sponsored huh. the car. That's it was so the, stupid. Ron Hubbard stuff. Yeah, right? the Scientology. Exactly. There was that. That is. Yeah. yeah. The other car that um that was ask really me sad. more. Right? Are I'll you tell you after? Are you going Warren? clear? Oh, <laughs> um, well, his thetan levels are a little off. I can tell over there, right, Brian? Oh, my thetan levels are on point. Oh, yours are on point, of course. Uh, but uh, there was like what was it, the the Corvette Challenge Series or something we've talked about it before. Remember, it was all like it was a it was a spec class. In the late '80s, yeah, no, yeah, it was really good. It was Corvette awesome. Corvette challenge, no, Corvette killed in like some certain class in SCCA, and they had to ban them. Yeah, that one. So, but so no, they made, but and they made their own. No, they but then they made them. a Corvette challenge. Uh, they made their own. Yeah, and right. so yeah. there was a car that was for sale up like a couple months ago. I think I showed I you guys. That. It was a Sony car, but it had huge, ugly flames in the front, like uh, really tacky ones. It was really sad. Cause, very Corvette owner. Because there were some really rad liveries on those cars, um, mm -hmm. and with like white wheels and you know all this crazy shit. But that was kind of a bummer. But it because so can't so yeah, that kind of ruins it that there's tons it. of bad liveries that ruin cars they're maybe not like famous but where you would definitely not want yeah for sure yeah picked, no, so know. i think the answer is yes it can mm -hmm. ruin it yeah no it does not make it better yeah imagine a ferrari f40 with like flame checkerboards and just all that lame like stuff. I mean, it would look pretty it would look pretty bad you Awful. literally might not want that ferrari even though <laughs> really, it's an f40 yeah, mm. yeah. Alex Stadel says, also take it, but you know, alternate career as ice road trucker or those people who drive into tornadoes. Man, I'm tornado guy. I'm tornado I'm guy. I'm straight I, ice road trucker. You, ice gotta road. Give, you gotta give my femur for some, for some credit, dude. My femur hurts replies. <laughs> He's not allowed to reply for one. That's why it's career as ice is all I read. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I'd do this. I'd be going in the tornadoes. The ice road trucker life just looks horrible. Boring and cold. Yeah. And then if something goes wrong, Miserable. the truck breaks down, you might sink into the lake. Miserable. That's, that's the excitement? Yep. <laughs> like, that sounds fucked up. I'm in. Sign me up. That's what I said. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you choosing, Ice Boy? I don't know. I'm on the I've always wanted now. to see a tornado in real life, you know, from a safe distance, of course. You're driving a Ford Explorer with a bunch of freaking whip <laughs> antennas on top. That's Hell, what... yeah. Chasing. That does sound pretty cool, actually. <laughs> down dirt roads. They and... never go into it, though, right? You just get... Well, it depends on how they Well, they are. might go into it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They definitely... And some of them are... They want to go into, like, recording. Are they super heavy or some of them look like little battle wagons? Okay, so they're designed for it, so they're dynamic. Like, they'll or they'll lower to the ground. Okay, yeah, so that, this is up. like where Wetfest was born. I think those <laughs> super low cars. You yep. just don't want any air gaps underneath. Right. Okay, they're all tornado chasers. That's pretty yeah. rad. I'm down with that. That sounds way more exciting yeah, than just driving. Than being with dumbass Brian over here in Nova <laughs> Scotia, just vast I'm just cruising, man. <laughs> Yeah, fun road trip. <laughs> fun road trip. <laughs> uh, all right. Constantly at the limit of tire adhesion. 
in a straight line. Sawing at that wheel. Listen to that cracking ice. You're thinking, man, <laughs> yeah, that's man. some stuff right there. Oh, I thought that was a new artist that I wasn't familiar with. That's cracking the thing. ice. They're not straight <laughs> roads. They're like kind of oh, gnarly, not. dude. Oh, okay. I'm kind of down for that, actually. Dude, it's like so dangerous. No, I thought it was just straight. like straight across. Yeah, but they have, they also, but they have them along the lakes and yeah, stuff. They're right, not straight. Right. Either, no, but on the, on the ice, it's straight. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't seen any it's of straight as ice. On the ice, yes. But a lot of that show. Yeah, bullshit. Damn, can you imagine? Yeah, those like rural communities. Yellow knife. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Regina. They have internet down over there. Good. Good art. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Good art. P squared photos. Preferred rally car body style. Uh, he's talking WRC, not road rally. Two door hatch, coupe, or sedan. Mm, that's so hard. That's really hard. Hatchback seems to be the way. But your favorite, what you would want to drive? Two-door coupe. Hmm. Coupe. I'm going with it. I just pictured an E30 in my mind, and I was like, yep, that sounds badass as a WRC car. So this is not road rally? He's being like, I mean, not, WRC has. Not, oh, we, not, not like do. our rallies. Yeah, yeah I go with a coupe. Yeah. What are you picturing in your mind? I mean, like an Urquatro or something. You're not going to hatchback? That's hatchback. Yeah, That's it's like a hatchback. coupe. That's a coupe. What are you doing, Art? That's a coupe, dude. Yeah. I guess I mean, it's a hatch. Yeah, but... I'm trying to think like what's available, right? And what is it that you want to drive? I'm I'm just picturing a Lots GC8, and so that's either. Uh, I mean, I think it's that's definitely good in coupe. both. Yeah, coupe or sedan. Yeah, I'm gonna say coupe though, because it's got cooler fender flares and stuff. I yeah, think. I'll go coupe as well. Yeah, there's I mean so many different options that you can go with a coupe that are rad. Um, but I I didn't I want to take the chance or the opportunity here to uh, thank P squared photos. We never mentioned this. Uh, when he helped ship the Celica all track out mm-hmm. to 1552 That's right. and he threw a bunch oh, of these, we never talked about a that? bunch of these chips in the trunk yeah and he put a little note in there what, and said I'd like to know like yeah like I, I want to hear about that yeah I, w- I want to know what you think and hear about it on the podcast and they're wrap chips wrap snacks I never, snacks. Out. I never oh. tried any because someone didn't share them oh we freaking killed those dude yeah, they were actually dude. delicious they and were asked, so good they had more asked, flavor yeah. than I've ever ever yeah. tasted they probably MSG up the ass but he asked which one we like the most but they were all fucking killer um there was one that was like a hot and spicy barbecue that was epic that yeah really let me see. uh i think that was the yeah it's a little little boozy boozies boozies louisiana heat louisiana heat little that boozies. one was tight that was our favorite yeah and then actually the crunchy coils little they're all little <laughs> little little yakis or something that was pretty good they were yeah. like little cheetos look these up wrap snacks yeah. they're hilarious uh, the artwork is beautiful and also I really enjoyed uh, that Matt our buddy Matt um, Crook from 1552 had like showed up and he was like mildly hung over and his stomach wasn't doing too hot and we're like hey you want some of these yeah, chips yeah. and shoved them in his face <laughs> and he was really uncomfortable people were rap snacking though but they rap snacked it so not only Catch did we in. enjoy it but the 1552 mm-hmm. crew uh, enjoyed them as um, well. what's Thanks. his name Explosorous uh, yeah Gibran uh, Gibran, Gibran, yeah, Gibran, something like that. Gibran, wait, yeah, I'm, I'm an idiot. Oh, but he he threw out some flavor that was really good too. Mm-hmm. He was claiming because I I put I think I put them on my Instagram or something. I've never so, seen wrap snacks in the store. Pretty dope. I think it's a a South thing. 
My Femur Hurts says, now that Canepa Cars and Coffee was a victim of their own success, what lessons can we all learn about how to preserve a good Cars and Coffee? First, tell me, I mean, they just stopped it, right? There was no well, did you problem. Go? Did you go to the No, stop? I didn't. Uh, I didn't even know there was, was There time. was problems. Well, why did they stop it? Because of a problem or because they were just... I think it's a little it. bit of everything. A little bit, like, so it blew up to an extent that they couldn't to a size that they couldn't really handle without having all staff on board, hiring police, stuff like that, and uh, became a high risk, basically, like we always had always talked about. Uh, and then also the, it was the groups of, you know, usually the Mustangs and Challengers and the Jaguar F-types, those guys going full throttle out yeah. of there trying to show off and even doing, like, laps. Yeah. Like, Going down and then turning around and flying by the cars and coffee to show off their their crappy exhaust and their their car. So I think it's a little bit of that and the and then the, I think the size was the biggest thing. It's like it just kind of blew up to a point where the risk versus reward was pretty pretty high. Did they mention anything officially, Canepa? Yeah. Oh, like why they did? Yeah. I'm not sure, but they said that they're going to be doing a once a year car show. That will be, you know, you have to sign up, a paid be, be approved. Um, it'll be vetted and you know, curated, and then those cars will be allowed to park, and then they will obviously allow spectators and stuff. But it will not be free for all cars mm -hmm. and coffee anymore. Well, end of a little era. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the good thing about Canepa, you could still stop by there six days a week and go check out all their stuff. Absolutely, and you, yeah, they're. The doors room, are always open. Showroom and museum are, are epic, so that's definitely worth the uh, the trip. And then I heard that the last this last one was full of uninteresting cars, so mm -hmm. that's, yeah. a, that's a big problem Yeah, if you're going to go. For and that. it was just tons of traffic, basically. You couldn't move. Yeah. Um, so, but learning stuff for us, ours, I don't... I don't think you can learn much. It's just, I think you, you always want to grow these things to a certain point. And then I think once like this, like game of telephone happens or, or, you know, where it just gets like kind of too crazy, it's like inevitable with these things. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to, I think, stop. I think one lesson is, you know, enjoy it while you can. Cause yeah. like it's almost without fail. They don't last forever. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, know, I there, there's a limit when they get too big, and then it's evidence just over. of like four that I can think of. Yeah, well, yes. um, what's it called? Danville, Blackhawk Museum. Yeah, Blackhawk. Um, Trancus, uh, uh, the one in the original the Irvine. Irvine. Irvine, yeah. And then now Canepa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it, we're kind of in a unique position where we've kind of voiced what is what we're looking for in a car and coffee. Is what that type really of, like, unique? I think true. so. Yeah, like, they don't. They, I mean, none of those people, places. It's just show up, right? And so I think we've like naturally deterred a certain type of like individual and a certain type of personality. And so like people just want to go and chill out and hang out and talk to people and not be dipshits. So like I think that helps a lot. I mean, in terms of like size, that that could be an issue in the future, like because we only have so many venues like really available to us, and we don't necessarily want to have to deal with all those things. I mean, right? Where you're talking about like then having higher security and all this bullshit, then it's not fun anymore, right? So it also helps that we're D-listers. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of in the middle of nowhere. I think having a remote location is... That's big. Certainly yeah. key. Also, yeah. a little bit of a... I do think a little bit of inconsistency helps. Yep. 
Yeah, because people can't plan for yeah. it. You never know when it's going to happen. Yeah. Sometimes we'll, well, it's kind we'll of a, you to let you know, but a lot of times ax- we won't. It's the Axel Jor model, right? Yeah. It's like you let people know when it's going to happen, but only like a week before. Basically, we're a flash mob. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you just never know. All pretty of a sudden, we might, we might just be driving our own cars and all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. start a Cars and Coffee like yeah. anywhere. Yeah, that's right. On the spot. Yeah. That's why we did the Coastal Range Rally because we just have moving Cars and Coffee. Yep. You never know. R27 Rocks says, everyone hates front plates, so I'm sure we all agree they look terrible regardless on what car they're on, but how about rear plates? Am I the only one that hates them bumper mounted versus trunk hatch mounted? I don't like them bumper mounted. She because there's a huge cutout and it doesn't, it ruins the lines. But how about even, and sometimes they're not a cutout and they put them on the bumper. Oh. That's really bad. A rear plate though? Mm -hmm. No, because they have to have lights. They're always cut out a little bit. They don't have to. Yeah, they do. I'm trying to think well, of yeah, it's sometimes law. people put them on the bumper. Oh, you mean after the fact? Yeah, like yeah. Modify their mm-hmm. plate. Yeah, well, that's. I the ridiculous. one thing that is kind of annoying for me is like when a car was designed for a different type of plate, like a German plate. Yeah. And then they and and the U.S. plate doesn't fit like the contour, the shape of the back of that section very well. Yeah. Like that's shitty. Um, but outside of that, like, I don't know. I, I mean, it's I, just, I, I don't really. I'd never sure. even noticed it before. And I read this earlier and, uh, was checking it out on the road and it, yeah, it just had never crossed my mind. Yeah. Imagine there, having like a clean a bumper and with no play, it would look so good. There is a difference though. Like back when they had separate bumpers, like a Chevy pickup, for example, looks really stupid with it Frenched into the hmm. tailgate. But a bolt-on bumper with the little inset, and you got the tow hitch right there. Like that works. Mm-hmm. Kyle, but when you start molding it all in, then right. then it's a whole nother game. Yeah, I guess. But I, I think his question is, yeah, am I the only one? I don't know. I've never really thought about that. <laughs> like it's not outside of just. I like think he might be the first one to think of that ever. Uh, I mean, outside of just like the way that I mentioned, like yeah, if it's if it's not designed for a U.S. spec plate, like an, and look at a two series, a BMW two series that is obviously designed for a European plate, and so the center of the of the trunk that section is really wide, yeah, and like a U.S. spec uh, plate looks really tiny in there, and it looks really well. Look stupid. at the 944; it has huge space on each side of the exactly. plate. Exactly. Because it's made for Europe. No, same deal, huh? And yeah, it's in between the taillights and then E30s. the E30 as well, yeah. right? And then uh, I was thinking that all 911s, like G-bodies, they look so much better. They would look so much better without a plate and just like a clean bumper rubber like the front has rather than having the two bumperettes. Yeah. If you just had one strip because they have it on the bumper because there's no room to put a plate right. besides that right so mm-hmm. those look kind of stupid like every time we get one of the Gens cars and you take a picture from the back the plate looks silly on it mm-hmm. check it out now you'll notice I'll keep an eye out Kyle JF90 says do you guys think that the next 911 going wide body only is losing something and next uh, a level of class or a level of stealth perhaps I hadn't heard that but that's super I haven't heard lame. that either Warren and I pointed it out a million times like we uh, saw you see a really clean base 911 like just new Carrera. which is obviously an insane car just by itself but it looks so good so pure yep. there's no wings there's no uh intakes and you know just very simple car so yeah. it is sad yeah it is sad and it makes it bigger and yeah i think it takes away a lot i hope that's not the case so i bet that has to be based on just pure sales they just didn't sell shit of the base no, they sold went, a lot. I went 4S and They S. sold a lot, though. Huh. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. 
I don't know. I think the 991 design actually like looks better as a wide body. Mm. Um, I don't like the narrow Disagree. bodies. Yeah, I think they look too bland. I think they look so good. Like a base Carrera is my favorite looking car. I think they're or Carrera T. I love a Carrera T. I want a more aggressive. I like the uh, maybe just with a more aggressive bumper, but the front just looks so like bland. To me. You like big, big old intakes. Huh? I like big old intakes, mm-hmm. and I cannot lie. T Frasca says I might be getting a '74 Saab '99, swapping an 100 turbo drivetrain, or go full moron and make it a uh, rear-wheel drive with a B204. What's a B204? I don't know. I don't know either. But rear-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive would be again. so cool. I love those cars, and I hate that they're front-wheel drive. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> but, so awesome. How crazy is that? It'd be rad. Can you do it? Sure. Uh, don't don't Saabs have like a flat floor and everything? That would be like where do you stick the drive shaft? Let's see. B204 H engine. Like so the, those those cars are very roomy because they of the front-wheel front drive floor, configuration. Yeah. I don't know where you put I it. mean, we've looked underneath them. Like, yeah. rewind back to our road trip thing. Uh-huh. It's like, I mean, you guys were getting you, underneath it? Yeah, we're definitely. They you are super. Tunnel, that is but, the thing. They're super roomy. And even the back seat, it, didn't have, it doesn't have a big hump in the middle, right? right? Yeah. Mm, the plot thickens. Mm. But this I mean, is a 74. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That is different. Yeah, and so yeah, the B204 Wait, what kind engine. Of mo- oh, okay. Uh, so it was available with natural aspiration in the 900, 9000, and 93 as a two-liter dual overhead cam motor. So, and they also offered it as a as a turbocharged motor. But it still would have been front-wheel driving that. Yeah. Application. So yeah. you're talking about taking that and flipping it around? And yeah. I guess so. I Go mean, full moron. That's I, good. That would be awesome, that. dude. Full moron. Don't do that. But I think it's awesome. Yeah. You'd be the only one, right? I love those cars, though. Yeah, I do too. Such 99s a great are car. so awesome. They're really, really cool. And yeah. you get those, uh, what do they call those? Like the Inca wheels or so Aztecs, good. Aztecs? Or Aztec yeah. or Mexico, I can't Something remember. Something like that. Just Aztecs. ask uh, Stig Blom- Blomquist. <laughs> Go and ask him. Yeah, whatever he says. Hey, Stig, it's Brian. Yeah. Just checking in. That's it, right? <laughs> yeah. That's about how I guess. Throttle by Cable says, anytime I see a Range Rover Classic beaten up and rusty or perfect, I always stare at it. Is there any car that elicits the same reaction from you? You just stare at cars? <laughs> stare at I a think lot of cars. I think it's just that the Range Rover Classic, no matter what condition, he's like, oh, okay. It looks good, huh? Kind of a Land Cruiser guy like that. No matter what. Series? What series? Oh. Brand new. Uh, something about First him. First gen yeah, Jeep this, ones? I got that lady gets it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, look at her. Just going about her fucking reliable day <laughs> her extremely capable reliable and like capable. never key, uses it yeah low-key non-pretentious choice exactly yeah expensive ass choice well especially the new ones are yeah. fucking expensive but right. no one knows that like no right. the general public wouldn't know that that's more expensive you can't tell by the styling than an explorer it's like a undercover rich person car totally mm-hmm. you know i rich think that poor guy i think the jeep wagoneer was that car in the 80s oh but that was a little blingy with like the wood siding but they were almost like old they looked old they when they were old. new and it was like i remember as a kid thinking it was a shitty old car i remember being in one yeah and then my dad was like oh those are really expensive or you know something right. like really yeah hmm i can't think of i i mean there, there's a86 scroll w- wide swath of cars that i'll stare at but a86 scroll is they're just like i'll break my neck even if it's an sr5 like those are just so rare and like weird and funky i like them a lot hmm. it's one of them that comes to mind BMW M3s. I feel like I could stare at those things all day long. All of them? Pretty much. I like the new ones. I'm just kind of like, yeah. 
I mean, they're pretty common, but it's like, you know, I'll see an E36 M3 uh, commuting to work every once in a while. It's like, there's so many, there's so many different ways to do that car, you know, like yeah. a lot of people will lower them and get them all track modified. And it's like, you know, just, I, maybe it's kind of staring at them and figuring out what type of owner it is, you know, and yeah. it's like, what did they do? And mm-hmm. yeah, E36 M3s are definitely one of those cars, I think. But E46, E92 e or whatever. Or whatever. One of those things. F30s, the Iraqs, whatever. <laughs> the Asian countries. <laughs> Our camerer says, what instance, if any, made you wish for a more practical car as your automotive choice? For me, potholes and frost heaves make me second guess this, the 550-450 pound coilovers in the Miata and pine for a nice stock Lexus GS430. I have, a, I have immediate answers for this. One, cold mornings. Yep. Two sitting in traffic yeah yeah that's that's a no-brainer right mm-hmm. um yeah cold defrosting, defrosting windows on an old car is the sucks worst ass it really does it really sucks that's the reason why people upgrade cars yeah <laughs> that's one of them right yeah the lack of warm-up period that you don't feel guilty driving away from where the car is. Right. And you, you know, you had said the e-golf for that reason was really good. And you're right, because that's the ultimate. There's zero. Let it be known that Warren just said Brian was right. (laughs) (laughs) You are right. Sorry, moving on. Because we have an electric smart car at work that I use for errands and lunch runs and stuff. And it is really nice to put the key in. It hasn't been run in like three days or whatever. Put the key in. Go. Go. Like instant full Time throttle. Start. Doesn't matter. With the e-golf, I don't even have to put a key in. I just press. Right. I mean, I go. On too. I don't go, go full throttle, but, you know, right away. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know. I do my Mercedes, too. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if you were doing that in your 944, mm-hmm. you would feel, well, you should feel a little shitty about that It probably choice. wouldn't run very well in the first place. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stumble a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I usually let it warm up for a minute. So, Art, you have any question? Any answer? I mean, no, yeah, that, that, no, yeah. yeah, that was the first no, yeah, in a while. No, was it? Yeah, I think you said that all the time. Back. Yeah. Uh, uh, if yeah. somebody was ever in a wreck, God forbid, that would be a time to think about a newer car. I definitely have had those situations yeah. in the past. A wreck. Well, we have newer cars too. But I thought he was saying if you're ever in a wreck. Oh uh, yeah, definitely you'd want a newer oh, car. God, God forbid. Car. I or yeah. the Asian countries. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have I I haven't like the nine forty four is like good. There's not like I'm not in it like, oh man, I wish I didn't do that or something. My nine fourteen was like the worst because I put headers on it, uh, taking away the heater. <laughs> and I've been I remember being in situations in that car where I'm like I'm, well, I'm an idiot. Ice. I'm an idiot. I'm cold <laughs> as ice right now. Yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah. No way. That, there's like no way that I would buy a car with a lot of, with a non-functioning heater. Like there's too many weird like just, you know, people will say, oh, it's just this or that. But you never know what you're getting yourself into. And like mm-hmm. uh, especially dealing with heater cores in the past. There's such I love where people say, the ass. you live in California, you don't need a heater. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you got, yeah, I guess it's convertible so in your Skylark. Never gets cold in, San- in California. Just wear a hooded sweatshirt. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, that's I'm, what they yeah, said. Right? I'm not into yeah. that, but yeah, I agree with him on the stiff suspension. Like you know, Warren is gonna. I'm gonna see his eye twinkle here in a second. 
uh, the X1 suspension is a little sporty. It's a little stiff. And like, yeah. and all BMWs, SUVs have that when they're sometimes I'm like, fuck, I wish I could just, I should, I would be in a, you know, an Lexus or a Range Rover right now. Like just, especially in the city. But like, I do like it as when I want to just kind of shoot around town though. Like, and it doesn't have a bunch of body roll and mm-hmm. it's capable, but at you the same time. You compromise a little bit. Yeah, you compromise. But like when you're just trying to just get around town, you don't want to be jostled around, you know? Yeah. Like it's not that this car isn't modern it's just compromised in that way that it is mm-hmm. more sport focused than it would be than, than some of the alternatives yeah, yeah but i think knowing you the compromise of a soft car would be a worse compromise than a little bit i think suspension. so and that's why i'm still in this world right like i mean mm-hmm. for a second there i considered it and it's like yep. i, I want to be able to throw my car around like my wife's subaru too soft really even that mm-hmm. too soft like i feel getting into like the gti i'm like all right this is how a car should feel mm-hmm. and the mazda cx-5 was actually really a nice compromise like it was a nice in between yeah i'd say the lexus the rx is a little too soft mm-hmm. because when you do go to make any you know abrupt moves yeah and... right maneuvers mm-hmm. it feels like in a big you know soft car mm-hmm. yeah so it doesn't have that turn in. Yeah. A little like taller feeling. Yeah. But over bumps and highway cruising, it's great. But yeah. if you go over 17, you're like wanting a little the steering stiff. feel yeah. is just like not there. Yeah. yeah. So that's where the X1 comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hushy Pushy says, how much do you guys think I should charge for photo shoots? Specifically trying to figure out a rate for the popular bring a trailer galleries. Yeah. It's a hard one, dude. Hmm. I think you have to Lane look and I at, talked about this. Yeah. We bit. were talking about it on the car up. Because uh, Courtney does that a lot now. Yep. I think that's a... I think it's a really hard one. It definitely takes a fair amount of time. The number in my mind is like... I think you need to be at least 300 bucks, but three to five. Mm. It's probably a minimum of three and, and maybe more. But then you also have to have a stipulation of like mileage. Like it would be your base price, which is say 350 because you have to count you're going to shoot for a couple hours and then you're going to edit for a few hours too easily and then you're going to make it all into this folder for them send them to them yep i mean you're going to end up spending eight hours on that project so what's a day worth for you you know is it 350 bucks is it 500 dollars? what is it and then you have to also look at if you're in i don't know where hushy pushy lives somewhere in san jose or something if you're in san jose and that shoots in san francisco are you like charging a mileage, you know, a, a fee for, you know, you'll do it for this price within 15 miles of where you are. And then you're going to yeah. charge uh, so much per mile outside of that because you kind of have to if it's yeah. if you're going if you're spending an extra hour and a half driving or. Well, the other thing I was going to say like we talked about was it's also a factor if if you know the person or you're comfortable with them enough to be able to take the car and drive it and do it yourself versus trying to sync up with them, have them be there driving the car. Like it almost makes it worse to have the person there Mm. unless it's a really complex car, you know, something that needs, an, an expert on yeah because you have this added pressure where like you almost want to tell someone like this it, i guess ahead of it you say it's going to take this amount of time feel free to leave the car here and you're going to want to go to a coffee exactly. shop because but yeah that's it, what i would want at least yeah you also want to have your i think you i mean hushy pushy knows but you want to have your locations you want to have like one location probably for that which kind makes of it tough on and you want to have them either meet you there 
or like Warren said, pick up the car, but then you are responsible. You know, you have that True. lingering over you, True, the responsibility yeah. of having this car and if something happens to it yeah or even if something doesn't happen they're like and they say that scratch wasn't there yeah yeah. Right, right. yeah so that i i agree i think lane's uh suggestion of of having a set price within a certain a certain area is really really key and um and i think it's it's perfectly understandable as a customer to know that you know if you're traveling outside of that there's an additional cost and i think it's beyond just the gas and all that, like a hundred percent of the time. I mean, like it's, it's, all time. It's, it's all time. Right. Um, and also, I mean, I think the most important thing is that we don't necessarily charge for photo shoots. We've bought pictures in the past for our use for media and stuff, but I think it's, it's key for him to talk to other photographers who are already doing this to get a sense of what that is. I, I happen to know what Courtney charges and I did tell him that, but I mean, I think that's a good, yeah. 350 is like rock bottom. That's actually really cheap. And I think that's bro deal and, or, it's uh, a car that's not very valuable. So, like, if it's a car that's going on BT, BAT, Miata or something, you know, yeah. he's not, it's not going to be very valuable, whatever. But, like, I think $500 around there is, is pretty realistic, especially for a car. Um, and photos add a lot of value to the car on Bring a Trailer because especially someone like him who's already shot cars for BAT, he knows what people are looking for. And it almost answers a lot of the questions for the for the seller. Tons. Because it's like, there's going to, you know, we've sold some cars on BAT. It's like, dude, like there's so many little things and like he knows what they're looking for. So he knows what to photograph in advance to help ease that sale yep. and like, and really kind of streamline that process. The, yeah. Just today I was looking at an ad and it was for a Mercedes, I think it was an SEC. And the main lead photo of the auction was a three-quarter view of the front with the license plate. And, you know, it was, a, it was done, like, edited to get rid of the license plate. Pink Sharpie. Mm. <laughs> On BAT. BAT. The lead photo of this person's auction. Why, why are we still And guess what the first thing I looked at was? 2018? The first thing you see in that ad was like, oh, this car sucks. Like, yeah. if they're doing this... It really devalues trying to present the present the car as best they can and it's awful yeah yeah yeah, the whole redacting plates i have no idea what the deal of that is but uh but yeah i think that that's those are some tips i mean and and it's definitely it's a hard one it's tricky it's tricky but um Mm -hmm. i think yeah just if someone's not willing to pay your dollar amount say it's 500 then they're not your they I mean they weren't a customer to begin with right yeah, yeah. so but it's also yeah, important maybe, for them to maybe know it, as, maybe it doesn't have to be tricky yeah maybe just like throw out a number yeah I don't think I, I mean, don't you can you can kind of talk yourself down but yeah. it's like throw it out and the people who care I mean you know I know Matt is <laughs> super methodical with this stuff and you know he is good and so you know and he take I mean and I know that he spends you know an average of like you know three to four hours on his pictures after the fact right. and he's gonna do all that so let's say yeah. the whole process is seven hours you know so yeah. like it adds up real quick yeah i was saying i think a minimum of eight probably with yeah. travel time and everything exactly yeah, something like that so you're as you're saying a full day's work basically. full day's work so you have to look at your day rate like what's it worth it for you to do mm-hmm. and then you get somebody else to shoot for you and you just pay them half and then they end up paying <laughs> their like cousin to do it with right. and it like kind of sucks but, but what they actually do is or they don't even pay them but at least you didn't waste yeah. your time Oh, are you talking about like the actual seller? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking, you know, like I was going to make a joke about like hiring, like there's these sites where they're uh, developers or whatever it may be in India. Oh, to edit? Have you seen those? Oh, yeah. So or, or anything for like graphic design and shit. Uh-huh. So you'll put up a, a thing like yeah. I want to make this piece yeah, or yeah. this page and you say, this is my budget and you'll have people like jump on board and like for 25 bucks, you can get like a full like web page. They do those with the logos. Oh, logo, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They'll farm it out and it'll be like 
you know, 10 people will submit ideas uh-huh. and then get, they'll pay the winner. Friend yeah. of ours did something like that for their logo. Huh. Cool. Did it turned out really well. <laughs> yeah. Um, Beamer Lover says, why is it that I see so many car drivers wearing ear pods or headphones and so many motorcyclists are blasting their annoying Molly hatchet at full volume <laughs> so the rest of us have to hear it? I would think Beamer Lover would love Molly hatchet, one. <laughs> and, uh, dude, I think it's just like, I guess that's just people that don't have Bluetooth. You know, no, don't, have to, don't, wait, don't have a way to don't wear. I don't have a way to plug. Well, no, I'm saying for cars, they don't have a way to plug into their car, oh, and they want to listen to podcasts and stuff on their their iPhone. Yeah, or their Android. I think you need to have ears for motorcycle or yeah. like bicycle. You need riding. it for cars too. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you totally do. Well, not as much. Yeah, but you need it. Yeah, but I think you can get away with it. Whereas a fucking bicyclist doing it, I'm always blown away by that. Well, you don't need two earbuds. I mean, you can definitely get away with yeah. one, right? I think it's it's literally just people like wanting attention. It's that's what it boils down to for me. Like especially on a motorcycle, like that's so obnoxious. But that's like, only on the motorcycle. He's also it's a two part question. Yeah, the second the in the, the earbud thing, I think just people were like in I don't know. Like it's just no doubt about like them not having a modern stereo like i think that's really common but i think people don't realize that it's very unsafe for them to have both their earbuds in like um i think the law is that you're only allowed to have one in. i think the law is you're not supposed to have any in but i thought i I think you can have one can you because it's like earpiece or something for like a phone Hmm. hands-free headset or whatever um, but I think that that's definitely it. It's just people not having the I right mean, gear. Well, yeah, and I can tell you that you know if people are commuting or whatever and calling into meetings. It's only just recently that the car systems are really good, where they'll sync with your phone quickly mm-hmm. and reliably. I think you know just you know maybe four or five years ago, cars were not that good, and so if you have to be on a meeting and they're you know, pretty you good, need like, to get it going, and you're like going yeah. from your house into your car, and that transition is going to be funky. Like I would say 20, 2010, they were good. Like our TDIs were really good from then on. You mean? The, my e-golf right now is awesome. Yeah. Like, what, your TDI really was good, quick. right? Was it a 2010? I, I feel like it wasn't as good. Mm. It was a 2010-ish. Yeah, mine was... My phone... My TDI was really good. I, f- I feel like it's not as good as the modern-day ones, but it's fractional difference, right? Pictures of Loud Noises says, Is there a car that only works for you in a single trim or iteration, but is terrible to you in every other version? For example, <clears throat> race Mustangs are amazing, but street Mustangs, to me, always look either neutered or needlessly excessive in some way. Mm, that's a good one. Mm. That was a good one. That'll be our experts in automotive opinion question to be answered at a later time. Check out our Patreon page to find out how and when to listen to that podcast. Maybe some video. You never know. Mm, probably not, but <laughs> you never we know. do try <laughs> to put out a podcast a week on the Patreon page. Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Check it out. Vlad Hooligan says, no question. Just want to say thank you for putting together an awesome show in Philly. It was great to meet some of you in person. Um, Daddy Jamaican says, uh, listen to the Radwood Philly podcast. Hype the way it turned out too. Lots of smiles and laughs. Great vibe. Thanks, guys, and hope to have you guys use back. <laughs> use. use. And then uh, Who's Your Daddy RS says, uh, do you ever see Radwood being a weekend event as opposed to just one day? Also, Radwood Philly was the best car show experience I've ever had. You guys really outdid yourselves. Great meeting you all. Look forward to next year. I think um, only if it was uh, if it included motorsports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. It's the only way you can keep people 
Other coming d- back day after day. You can trap them like grid life and have yeah. slander play at night. Yeah, or, exactly. Or I thought, or, or have, there's a really good pun there, but I, uh, trap is a type of music, by the way. So, oh. and it is the type of music that they play there. So, and that's a podcast. Perfect. <laughs> Later. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. And now our vine tours and and some of. 200 and you dicks you said you said vine tours you just straight up what does that even mean <laughs>